We sit glued to the TV set all night And every night Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright We got nothing better to do Than watch TV and have a couple of Hello and welcome to TV Times 3 episode 169 um, On this episode we've got some news We'll be talking about recent episodes of Bunheads, Castle, Suits, Once Upon a Time, Revenge, and The Good Wife with some reality. You can find the full show notes with time codes for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 169. I'm Amory from mytakeontv.com. I'm Jason the TV Holic from tvholic.com, and this week we have joining us... I'm Patty from offtv.com. Patty! Oh, sorry, it's offcolortv.com. I can't even say it right. <laughs> That's okay. That sounds like every introduction. That's all right. You, you bleeped yourself. That's all right. <laughs> um, welcome, Patty. For those of you who listen, you know I talk about Patty all the time because I'll say, well, Patty Housel said this. Patty said this. So Patty is a- now uh, one of our, our fan, our listeners participating in our call. Um, I do want to say just a minute. Um, our, condol- our condolences to Ray. Ray was supposed to be on the call, uh, but had some family issues come up, so we just wanted to send our love to her. And she apologized uh, that she can't be on to chat with Patty because she was looking forward to it. Um, and we just mentioned this last week that it would be the first time that Ray and Jason would ever be on without me, and now that's not happening, so we'll have to make sure it happens eventually. Um, but welcome, Patty. Thank you. So we warned her a little bit, and she listens all the time, so she knows that this happens. But um, we ask our guest host to kind of give us a little info about why they love TV, what they want to talk about TV, like what about TV made them love TV? Was there a show? Was there something? Tell me your whole life story, Patty. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've always loved TV, probably dating back to kindergarten and my first TV boyfriend, Speed Racer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that tells you how old I am. And and I just grew up watching TV back when there was no cable. Um, but the internet pretty much opened it up for me with that thing called America Online and the X-Files. And from there, it was just, as the internet exploded, so did my TV. And, cool. and I became a serial commenter early on. You know, on your sides and various TV sites and listening to podcasts. And I just love TV and being able to talk about it with people all over the world. I mean, I like that, too. I like the fact that, like, I can talk to people in different cities, different states, different countries, and we share, like, that common bond. I'm amazed at the, the people that are in – I have friends in Europe that watch the same shows I do. Maybe not the same day, but – Within a week, usually right. now, now they can get it, and you know, in Canada, all the Canadians, oh, Canada, yeah, Hi, um, I always find it very interesting on the occasionally when I look at the statistics for the for the podcast to see that you know episodes get downloaded in China and Australia and all over Europe and you know as well as you know Canada and. And you know England and places that you might expect, you know, right. sort of. Because <laughs> don't you might... wonder what what people in China think? Yeah, or not just about our shows, but just listen to you, yeah. you guys. Or who it is that that's there? Is it somebody that's like missing 
seen a lot of uh, their favorite TV shows or something that's there for some, you know. Oh, like that movie there for business. Yeah, that's that's there or something, or you know, who exactly is it that's downloading? Uh, yeah, so if you're listening right. in China right now, leave a comment. <laughs> send us a, send us a, a message at uh, feedback at tvtimes three dot com. Let us know who you are. That will uh, quench my curiosity. <laughs> So, yeah, so that's a little intro to Patty. We're going to jump into the news. There's not that much news, um, but there's enough that it's depressing me. ABC has pushed happy endings to Fridays starting March 29th, um, which is terrible because I love happy endings, and the show deserves better than a Friday night slot. Um, it's weird, but at least the, the thing I could say is at least it's still airing. Like That's they, true. They haven't they they haven't pulled it completely, and overall it it could be a slightly better thing because I mean it's not like they'll be replacing two comedies when they finish their their season finales, so right. it'll be in a spot where there has been comedy playing, and Tuesday nights even though Happy Endings is I <laughs> I would say probably the best comedy on the night. It's still Tuesdays at at nine o'clock. It's like there's so much comedy on at yeah. the same time. Yeah. That, there's you just know. so much TV. Period. Exactly. It's Tuesdays are insane. I just it, it brings back you know I say it all the time, but it brings back even more reasons why ratings need to be revamped completely because everybody I talk to that that isn't. You know, in our world, in the blogging world, isn't a serial commenter, you know, like, isn't involved in the internet and the show like that. Like, everybody I talk to watches the show. It's just, they're not being counted anywhere. Exactly. And it just bums me out. It kills, it, 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 wow, and it amazes me that they do not count, they've got to know who's watching on demand and who's watching it on their DVR. And even if you fast forward through the commercials, I'm sorry, I still notice those stupid Sherman Bears. Yeah, exactly. You, exactly. you know, you see it's subliminal now. You know what commercials you're seeing. Exactly. So that bums me out, but we'll see. We'll see what happens to it. I mean, it's a, it's kind of a Sony darling. Sony likes it, so it's going to come down to either Sony or. Um, What's the other? I guess Rules of Engagement is a Sony comedy that that is probably coming down to the wire re, for renewal, and it's a matter of what Sony thinks they want to fight for. So we'll hope that they push for happy endings because it's awesome and it needs to continue forever. Um, yeah, so yeah. Well, it'd be nice if happy endings would be the sort of ABC show that they sort of take a hit on just to be able to keep it. You know, something that gets some that does get some buzz and it gets and critical I, acclaim and stuff. Yeah, even right. And uh, you know that uh, the the only thing is, is if it could get nominated for some awards, that would be the thing that would actually keep it. Because that's how things like Community and Thirty Rock and stuff have stuck around. Is that they? What awards has Community been nominated for? Well, it's been it's been up. It has. I think it's been up for you know some of the writing and stuff like that uh but but things that get uh but that's definitely why 30 rock you know cuz it didn't just get 
nominated. It won, you know, yeah. <laughs> lots of, uh, of awards. And so that, that can keep a, you know, a lower rated show around for a while, but yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice to see. And it's, it's sort of in that spot where it's close to, it only needs, you know, another season, even not even a full season to get, to be really close to having enough episodes for syndication. So right. it, it so, could be one of those that, uh, and Sony seems to be all, all about making those types of deals with these shows to, it's true. To keep you know what? On. The other show that I'm, that community is actually a Sony show. Yeah. So I mean, that's it the might only come reason. down to, it might come down to happy endings versus community. Cause they might be ready to let rules of engagement go, but who knows? Um, I don't even, I didn't even know that show was premiering and then all of a sudden it premiered. Um, so who knows, but happy endings. I'll follow you anywhere. I'll follow that cast anywhere. I love it. Um, CBS has pulled the job after two episodes. Um, Patty, before we even started, was like, what's the job? <laughs> and I'm like, that's our, you know, that's CBS. It point. sounds dirty. <laughs> um, oh, is that the one? Know yeah. exactly. No, that's the, that's the Showtime version of. Oh, oh or cinema. Like what? What was the show really about? It was about people trying to find what jobs with like it, it, they each episode brought on a group of like five or six people that were competing in like a some sort of interview type situation or things that they had to do or whatever to win a job, you know, like their dream job or something like that. Okay. Is that the one where the guy showed up like in saggy pants for a job interview and the guy interviewing him gave him a hard time? Like why I don't, would you I don't show know. up? It could that? have been. kind of the the idea is kind of like it's almost like Shark Tank, except that um, they're not presenting hmm. you know an invention. They're presenting themselves to uh, to these people that you know that run companies and and hire people and stuff like that. Uh, that uh, and I don't know from the ads that I saw, I was just like, how do they choose these people? To to even be in the cast for like this certain like this week's job or whatever because you were looking at it the way they would answer it, you're just like how how <laughs> wouldn't you wouldn't you have like six like highly qualified people right you <laughs> right and this, this is like somebody that couldn't answer like uh, the the most basic of interview questions about themselves so yeah I don't know it didn't do it didn't do all that well I mean who knows what numbers need or whatever but it the thing is is that it dropped off by like a million and a half viewers from the first week to the second week right and when you're starting out with only like four million viewers you're it didn't get four million on a friday yeah it did it that's the thing is uh, cbs has you know but that's still compared to compared to what under from will to fortune well compared to what undercover boss which is what they're bringing back early to put back on that in that spot does it you know it wasn't good but it's like everything else uh everything that gets canceled on cbs would be a hit on every other network (laughs) true yes true cbs has a i don't know what is it the what is the word like a like a high bar I don't know. They're just better than everybody. Well, they, um, did, they always have the overall viewership, but the, their numbers always tend to skew older. So maybe yeah. they have to get higher viewership because their people die off. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, that's CBS's new slogan. <laughs> keep watching us because our people keep dying. Um, 
Um, it's all those NCIS people. Oh my god. Yes, I've never seen an episode. Anyway. <laughs> BBC America's canceled the hour after two seasons. I've never watched this, but I've heard mm-hmm. good things. I mean, it sounds like it ended on a cliffhanger, so people are not thrilled about it. Um, but I really don't know for sure. I just know that. Is that Dominic West? Because I really like him. Yeah, it was... Uh, I only I saw, I watched the first season. I never got into the second season. But, uh... It ending on a cliffhanger doesn't make me interested in watching it. Knowing yeah, that there's like why go back now, knowing it. that there isn't going to be. But the first season is all is definitely worth watching if you haven't though. I mean it, it's kind of encapsulated and and because uh, it was kind of originally, it's one of those that sort of originally it was just like a, a six episode miniseries and then mm. they did a, a second season. Well, we'll see. I. uh I want to say preemptively that I bet within the next couple of weeks, one of our news items is ABC cancels zero hour. <laughs> see how, um, how, how I'm, how good I am at that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Somehow I doubt that the Sunday re-airing was picked up enough people that will be like, Oh, I got to tune in for the second episode. Uh, yeah. That's our news with a little estimation of what our next week's news will yeah, be. That's right. And, We'll talk more about Zero Hour next week after it's canceled. <laughs> well, actually, it'll probably be... Touch? It'll, well, it'll air this week, so it'll have two airings. So there is the possibility that by the yeah by the time we're recording the spring preview next week that uh, we could be previewing that Zero Hour will not be part of the spring. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that is this. Prime time! It's moving, moving on to prime time. Um... All right. Bunheads. Season one, episode 16. There's nothing worse than a pantsuit. And episode 17, it's not a mint. I really, really, really like this show. And I don't know. Do How is it doing in the ratings? Does anybody know? Like, I don't know. I going to be I, the series finale? No, next there, week is the finale, right? Well, there. Yeah, it's the season they, finale. But I don't know if that means it's going to be over, over after that. Well, it was weird though, is that they were advertising it as the winter finale. Oh. And so it made it sound like is there potentially more? Is is it going to be like one of those thirty episode season ones or something <laughs> like that? That they're going to do another twelve episodes? That if you know, or if they continue on it, it's going to be still season one because. Because that was when I watched it last night. They said next week on the winter finale, and I was like, "The winter finale? I thought this was going to be." <laughs> so, hmm. so I don't know. But then, you never know exactly how they're advertising stuff. I mean, they advertised the last resort finale as the season finale. So, right. <laughs> Actually, I think ABC Family is a little more um, fourth, right? Yeah, so, so like I don't they know. usually give away that the show's ending. So who I think knows? It's been doing. And, I think it's been doing okay. So I don't know. And don't they? Doesn't ABC Family isn't that isn't that where Greek was? And they do like seventy two episodes a season, and it's all broken up. Yeah. Yeah, they do. They they do weird. They do weird things with their with their seasons, but like, usually they don't get. I don't recall any of them being broken up into like three like three partial seasons for like one well, season. Well, Switch to Birth is still in season yeah. one. Really? Yeah. Oh, I quit watching then in season one and a half. 
But yeah, it's, uh, I don't know how they're yeah. doing their how no. they're doing their stuff anymore. But anyways, uh, you know, I still like. So talking about the story. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just really like how Michelle is a part of the town now, um, and she, it isn't. It doesn't feel anymore about her really trying to get out of town. Like she is trying very hard to become a part of paradise. Yeah. Well, in the previous episode. When uh, her friend got the offer and then wasn't going to take it, and she got, like, a little mad at that, uh, it looked like for a second, like, she was going to be, uh, I don't know, you know, sort of not happy about, but she sort of right. came around by the end of the episode, which was, I was kind of happy to see that they weren't going to go off and now she's going to be all mopey for a bit or something like that. Right. Like but, she dove right into like, but like she, being a part of the town. Yeah, and, by the end of the episode, she was, you know, back on, you know, where she seemed to be like content with where she was. Uh, now, even I though. I could not love Liza Wilde more than I already love her. That. Who's she playing? Millie? I could not love her more. I, she is just perfectly ridiculous. And she talks so fast <laughs> like she does Amy Sherman Palladino so like she does her so well um it's just I love it well, that last night's episode was like watching an episode of Gilmore it was, Girls it cause, was a really big episode you had, of Gilmore Girls because you had because you had her and then you had uh what's his name playing the other cap the co-captain you know so it was there was a lot yeah. of uh, familiar Gilmore Girls faces in the in the show Although it still always seems weird when they have, uh, when what's her name's not there, you know, one of the. Yeah, it's like she hasn't been around in so long. Well, she hasn't been around this whole back half, has she? She has think... been, but it the last couple episodes she's she's been gone, and it because she's in Europe. Yeah, right. And and those Whatever always seem <laughs> those always seem weird. Like it's a uh, it's one of those financial things where they don't have the. You know, they they only have you signed to to do this many episodes, so they they have to write you completely out of some or whatever. Right. Uh, but I, I guess they have to kind of take that the good with the bad when you're working on a, an ABC a, family show. Yeah, lower rated, smaller budget show. Well, and I'm fine with it because it's the the cast is huge. Exactly. And I actually feel like without having Fanny there, they're almost exploring the girls a little better than they had been. Yes. Um, so we're getting a little more of their, their story, their interactions with each other, which I didn't ever think that they weren't covering them well enough. But now it really seems that, like they're not just girls that are dancing and Michelle's the whole story. They are the story of the show. So I like that. Although, does it bother you that Sasha has an apartment that is fabulous? Yeah, I just, I don't and... understand it. Like how... They're going to have to come up with it. Yeah. Are her parents that, like, do they not care that much that, like... I think they had set it up all along that, you know, her parents really didn't pay much attention to her. I mean, you know, like, she came back at the beginning of this. She was back from, you know, the summer at the ballet uh, at the at the Joffrey, and but she still spent two weeks back in town with... You know, then they didn't even notice. Without her, without her parents right. knowing. and right. And, uh, and that they didn't seem like, even when that the mom was like, fine, stay, I'm leaving, you know, right. and, 
that her parents really didn't uh, care, but apparently are still funding her <laughs> staying there. Uh, but that whole bit at the beginning, uh, some of those, those are some of the little things that, that bother me on the show is, is uh, even though you're in a small town, they still have 911. You don't have to say call right. police just so that you can get a funny joke about the, you know, the, the audio not working, you know, not reading you properly. Uh, I mean, you could do that someplace else in a different I don't situation. Know, but maybe, maybe if she's 16, she doesn't really know how to dial a phone if she's only ever had an iPhone 5. Yeah, but you could still say dial 911 or something like that. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. But, I'm uh, always amazed at how the, the teenagers don't know stuff. Yeah, but it was still that that was a little that was that just seemed weird in that that they that that would happen because it it felt like it was just for that joke. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and, it totally and that was felt just a little out of place. And then when they you know then when people showed up, uh, it was funny when Boo's family showed up. But then the whole thing about the giant spider in the bathroom was like a little too much over the top. Uh, you know, in the in the silly direction too, where there's just little things every once in a while that just like take me out of it. Yeah, uh, but for the most but part, I, think, I really enjoy, you know, the pacing of the show and yeah. and yeah. and stuff like that. That uh, and <laughs> and just some of those scenes, like when uh, Michelle finds the condom, <laughs> and then she just she doesn't ask anybody about it. She just puts it down on the table, and they're right. all looking at it. She doesn't right. get any response, so she takes it back, and then. Uh, well, talking about what teenagers don't know, when Boo's like, that's not a mint? Come on, Boo. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> but she's like, I don't know. I'm on the pill. Oh, my God. And like, what? And, and, like, that excludes condoms? Yeah. Okay. Ugh. Well, but she's not having sex anyway. Yeah, yeah. But, it, yeah but, it, but it did show some of the – but that's also what's funny about the show because the writing is so, like, hip and smart. That all the kids even have hip and smart, like, things to say, yet have no idea what a condom package looks like or, or can't call um, can't call 911. And, or that they are afraid to go to the pharmacy to buy them. <laughs> yeah, so. I did like that uh, they're actually looking to kind of explore a story for Melanie. Because she's the one, I mean, yes, yeah, she did the derby and and all that stuff but they still it was more her doing the derby was more about Ginny than anything and mm-hmm. so now i kind of like the idea that they're going to explore her relationship too with her brother's best friend because she's been so against it who turns out to be not quite the complete imbecile that he seems like he is right exactly i just think that the show's really well done it just it wouldn't work if Sutton Foster wasn't there, but she is, she's phenomenal. Yeah, I love it. but they've done well with the, I I just like that now that, like, from where it started to now, like, truly is, is, <laughs> <laughs> is like, they're all friends so much yeah. so that they're like, so you want to be <laughs> made of honor? <laughs> she's like, oh, yes. yes. <laughs> My God. And I do like that, you know, truly is a part of the story and. And truly got to have that minute with her sister in last night's episode where mm-hmm. you kind of explore a little bit about their relationship. Um, so they're really, what started in the first 10 episodes is a story about Michelle. And they kept saying it was going to be a story about, you know, the town. It's really actually becoming 
more about paradise than anything and I just think it's being really well handled and I approve so thank you Amy I do too I enjoy it and I like that like you were saying we in the first 10 episodes we got a, a particular picture of these stereotypical kind of people and now we're kind of seeing that even with some of the peripheral characters that that's not necessarily true right I like when people, like, I like when they explored a little bit. And that's, that's why Gilmore Girls worked for set, well, worked for six years. Um, <laughs> yes. And then survived for a seventh. Like, it, it just, it did because it was just handled so, like, they explored the town. So I'm, I'm hoping that ABC Family sees what we see and keeps it going. Um, so we'll, we'll keep our fingers crossed. So that's Bunheads. What do you guys think of the bunheads? Let us know. Um, Castle. Season 5, episode 14, Reality Starstruck, and episode 15, Target. Which shows you what they do with uh, with this show is just a couple episodes ago, they kind of delved back into uh, Beckett's mother and the, mm-hmm. you know, the guy that was responsible for that. And then they go back to a couple of you know, the more fun episodes looks like something like reality starstruck where they, they completely show some of the absurdity of, of some reality TV shows and stuff uh, with a, you know, a funny knockoff of, you know, real housewives uh, as, as the show that they're investigating around. And then to the next week, almost a super like serious episode, like so serious. Like, like a, it's so good. Starts out, you know, sort of normal, but then all of a sudden, it goes it goes completely serious uh, when you know Castle finds out that his daughter has been taken as well. I think, and I always I feel bad because I always compare Castle to Bones, um, just because you know Bones had the will they won't they Castle had the will they won't they um, Bones does the lighthearted stuff and then they have a really dark episode. I just feel like. Castle does everything better. Like <laughs> that's handle, exactly what I was going to say. They handle the Beckett and Kate relationship so well, and they handle yeah. Beckett know, and Kate did have a really good relationship. <laughs> what did I, I, do that? I yes. do that so much about the show. I'm constantly saying Beckett and Kate, um, but you know what I mean. Like they they explore that. They handle the fallout, so to speak, of how you know, people slowly coming to find out. They handle the going from the light to the dark because there's always still a little bit of darkness to Castle. Um, when Bones tries too jarringly sometimes to go light and dark, I just think that Castle does everything better than Bones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Sorry, I, Bones people. Yeah. Well, I think the episode worked really well in both that it gave Alexis, you know, they worked, it's another way to work Alexis into a, you know, a little way darker than they normally do uh, with the, with something but it gave a huge twist like i did not see i you know i figured they were going to be especially when she made it to the roof that they were going to be someplace else you know but i didn't expect you know like they've been whisked away to paris uh that was a big that was a big reveal um but yeah it was uh but it gave her it it allowed her to like show how what sort of a strong woman that that castle is raised up yeah that even and i think they've set it up pretty well over the last few episodes that with 
the video blog and and Castle worrying about you know his daughter being away you know really uh, even though she's not that far away and and all that I think you know over the last few episodes they've set that they've set that up over you know even over the season you know towards this type of episode yeah well I just, and I think I think that it's going to show that he has raised a really smart girl because you know she'll be fine but right. we'll we'll get to see how she handles I wrote in my notes when I was watching this you know an hour ago um <laughs> human trafficking that's immediately what I thought when they took two pretty girls so yeah. I, I think that's probably where they're going with this. And Nathan Fillion, holy crap, he's scary. When he wants to be scary, he is scary. Oh, that sure. Was, that was frightening and unexpected, at least for me. <laughs> when he stepped into the room and he's like, I and told just you I'm not talking. The door. <laughs> and he's like, I'm not a cop. Right. You remember the redhead that you took? <laughs> I'm her dad. You know, and the, the... I mean, I would expect that 100% from like my dad, too. So I totally oh, yeah. My dad would absolutely become Liam Neeson. Um, in a situation like that, <laughs> and that's kind of what he it, what it looked like. But it, still, I was not expecting it. Yeah, I thought he did a fabulous job in this episode. I mean, and I love Nathan Billion, but I don't think of him as a serious actor. Right? Exactly. Me. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I'm. I'm. I love the show. I, ha- I enjoy it tremendously. Yeah, looking forward to the conclusion next week. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love I love a good two parter from them because they and do. A- Castle does good two parters too. They really do. They really do. So yeah, so Castle, we look forward to seeing more. And next is Suits season two, episode fifteen, Normandy. I just want that Katrina girl gone. A little snot she is. Um, something horrible has to happen to her, right? I mean, it has to. Because she's I a just, horrible person. She, I, they brought, did they bring her in so that, um, now I can't remember his name. I'm pulling, you know, a TV Times 3 moment. So that <laughs> the, the one guy would, they, because they've shown the one guy to be kind of mean, but then they've given him a soft side. Lewis? Lewis, yeah. Lewis Lit. Yeah, so, they had a great story for Lewis in this episode. Oh, yeah. where Oh, so good. You know, where it shows you that, you know, kind of the type of guy is that he is kind of out for himself at times. And and sometimes he does the the wrong thing or he does or he does something the wrong way. And he always just sort of ends up on the outside looking in when he's all he, all he ever wants to do is is get in, you know. Right. And and so for a story like this and then, you know, he finds out that really she didn't have you know the the stuff to be able to to get in but yet allows her to think that it was you know his fault, his fault you know uh was you know a very is the things that they've done all along with the lewis character that that show you why you like you know you still kind of don't like him but yet there's always these slightly redeeming values and you can always see where he's coming from Exactly. He's making everybody a better person. He really is. To his own detriment. They were never going to be able to get rid of the Rachel character by sending her off to college. 
So, I mean, she's going to still go, but she's obviously not going to go to Boston. Um, do they only, is that the thing? Do they only hire from Harvard? Is that well, yeah, that's the thing. That's that the, yeah, that the firm only hires Harvard, Harvard graduates. Hmm. But, you know, we'll see. Know. But that's still, it's still one of those things that uh, even if she goes to law school, you know, someplace else or someplace closer or goes part time or they'll write it in somehow where she's still going to be there. Right. And, and uh, you know, it'll be a while before, you know. Well, yeah, because be... it's not like she has to go and gets to come back in a year. Yeah. Right. It takes a little while to get through law school. So it would be a. Uh, yeah, it was one of those stories that that you knew wasn't going <laughs> wasn't going where the it was it was going, but uh, but yeah, but everything sort of came to a head in this episode, and I'm interested in in next week's because it kind of ha- puts Harvey on the outside a little bit, where will you know what kind of a clash will he have with uh, right. I thought that, you know, this is a show that keeps me guessing. Like, a lot of times, you can kind of see a twist is going to come, but then you don't realize that, you don't always realize what you're watching. And I think that the show is just written so well and, like, played really well that you understand the shock and stuff that everybody on TV is going through, too. I just think it's really well done. And it's one of those shows that reminds me of back before the internet when you used to watch TV. And things would happen, and you'd go, oh, "I can't believe that just happened." Yeah, there's that's, rarely that's any, so any spoilers nowadays. Exactly, and and I miss that because that was part of what always drew me into TV back in the day was that you had to keep watching, right? And and you didn't know what was going to happen, and you know you try to stay away from spoilers. And some shows I care, and sometimes I don't, but. I don't seek them out, usually. Yeah, I the, I remember the very first time I sought out a spoiler was Alias, like the end of Alias season one, when um, Vaughn was like left behind a door and Sydney couldn't get to him. And I didn't know if Michael Vartan was coming back and I looked it up online and I was devastated because I couldn't find anything about it. <laughs> but then it all worked out. But I just remember that very specifically. <laughs> anyway that's suits um and if you're not watching it you really should be because it's 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 good definitely worth your time yeah so okay once upon a time this is episode season two episode 14 manhattan let me ask you this question you guys watch a lot of tv so did you not were you one of the people who honestly didn't know that neil was clearly Bellfire when he appeared in the beginning of the season or maybe not when he appeared or maybe not before the episode but when the when the previews pretty clearly showed that it was Michael Raymond James that Emma was reacting to I don't know I just they made it seem like this was such a huge reveal and to me I think they I uh, I don't know I think that I didn't necessarily see it uh, or really think about it Sometimes I don't, there's so much going on in a show like this that there's certain things that you're just not paying attention to the details of that it didn't really occur to me. Like when they did the, you know, the, the flashback episode to see how, you know, they had met and stuff like that, that it didn't really necessarily occur to me 
I mean, the possibility was there that he could have been somebody from, but not necessarily, you know, it took me a bit to remember how he even ended up in this world, you know, like, right. uh, the, he was like going through this episode. It like, I had to like, even try and remember how it was that, that he even ended up over here. I don't know. I just feel like the pro, but the way they ever, the, but the preview last week gave it away in that just the way that the the episode was advertised. I was like, Oh, it, it's going to be, uh, you know, the, Henry's dad is going to be, you know, Mr. Gold's son. That's I you knew that was coming just from the preview. And then they go and put Michael Raymond James's name in the credits right at the beginning. So you before the before the you you get to the chase scene, you already know that's happening because he's in the episode. Which okay, so I'll say maybe people who who are watching don't necessarily know who Michael Raymond James is, but I just it did not feel as big a reveal as everybody kind of do you sometimes feel like wanted it to do you sometimes feel like because you are involved in TV so much that you give Joe Blow viewer more credit <laughs> I mean know? maybe because I always assume people can figure things out and that they know various casting things or like how to tell who the person's gonna that's gonna die is you know right if you watch tv you usually can figure that stuff out or who killed who it's the guest star and it's right the yeah. last person they pick in the last 15 minutes is the person that killed them <laughs> so i don't well there's you know, there's stuff like that or you know that if all of a sudden a side character gets a lot of speaking lines on the walking dead that he's gonna die in the episode <laughs> right but uh <laughs> <laughs> hence, hence this past Sunday's episode. Um, but uh, yeah, I well, I think there is some of that. But I think sometimes it's hard to tell. Like if there there's people out there that watch, you know, a handful of shows a week, mm-hmm. and you know they don't they don't necessarily know who all the you know they like our thing is paying attention to TV. Other right. people that watch TV, their thing is something else, and they know. You know, they could know everything about tennis and everybody that plays tennis. And I have no knowledge of that because I don't spend a lot of time, you know, watching tennis. And so when they're watching TV, you know, they don't necessarily, you know, they may not even notice, uh, you know, the Michael Raymond James's name or know who that is, like Amory said, when they're when they're watching it. But for me, it completely spoiled that moment into the episode because from the preview of the previous week, I had that thought already. And then when I saw his name, I knew that was what was coming for sure. Right. And so when it came and he, you know, it, he got up and you're just, it, it wasn't a big deal, but I think for other people, it may have been. Yeah. For uh, your yeah. average views, your average viewer that only watches three shows. Yeah. Or, yeah, may- or you know, or yeah, somebody that, might, you know, out there that may, that maybe the only show that they're watching, is once upon a time or something, you know, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, so about the, you know, what, ha- what else happens in the episode? Um, what else did happen in this episode? Well, you have Cora and the rest of them on the other side, trying to find, uh, the dagger so that they can control him when he gets back. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I, I find it completely interesting that they c- continue to be able to, uh, tell these stories and, and the, and then go back in and fill things in, 
you know, and of, you know, how he, how he hurt his foot and how he was, you know, considered a, a coward and, and why his wife left him. But yet, you know, all this, all these things that they, uh, these stories and they're able to go back and fill them in. And I just find, I continue to find that amazing whether each episode works the way it's supposed to or not. Just what they're doing still is still pretty amazing. And also, if these people, I guess Cora might not realize it, but they're just doing magic left and right. And this, you know, the inventor of genetics is there. And he's, you know, I don't know. I just, I think I might be over the show. Like, really <laughs> over it. Like, Ray kind of over it. Like, well, ready to cancel it. I, I rate it back after Jack and the Beanstalk. That was it for me. Between Captain Hook and the Giant, I was like, eh. Yeah. So I'm over it. You mean when Jack turned out to be a pretty girl? Yeah. You were over it? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, whatever. I, you know, I just... It's Sunday nights were full, and yeah. I just, you know... It's, and it's family hard to, day, and... It's hard to place, like, exactly what it is about the show. I mean, for the one... I watched it in spite of Lana Perunia. Like, I watched it in spite of things. And now I'm just like, why am I sitting through it if I'm annoyed by it all the time? Exactly. Which is why I don't. I don't know. Lana Perunia in combination with Barbara Hershey is just... See, and I think it might have been Barbara Hershey that did it for me. Yeah. there's, There's always in these shows, you know, these types of shows and stuff like that, where they have these powerful people and stuff like that as the adversaries that it's hard for you to like look into the into the future and go okay well how do they how do these non-magical people you know (laughs) defeat the magical person right you know who who ultimately put them into a you know a curse for you know 30 years or whatever it was or and uh you know so i don't know and it just, it just seems that once her mother was back, that like Regina completely reverted back. Yeah. You know, like instant, like, like once her mom was back, and you're just like, you know, they've both tried to kill each other multiple times in the story, yet, <laughs> yet she shows back up, and all of a sudden she's like, yeah, let's get the, let's go full magic, and let's, let's, you know, uh, let you know, let's yeah, kill off everybody. Just... So it, I... it the the only thing now is based on how they've told the story and magic being back in Storybrooke and stuff is it's hard for me. There's one thing of not knowing where something's going, but then there's another thing where you have no idea how, like (laughs) you can't even fathom an idea of how, where it's going to go. I think those two things are different. One of them makes you feel like you don't want to watch. The other one makes you feel like you have an idea of, of some things, but you still are going to be surprised, you know, down the road. And one of them has you going, yeah, this doesn't seem plausible within the world that you now have set up uh, type of thing. And it makes you less, less likely to, uh, I'm still, I'm still on board as of now, but I I am interested to see, you know, where, where they go now for this season. And because where, where does it go? Uh, in subsequent getting rid seasons. of the, the getting rid of the what's it called the curse like right away like they did it was too soon they could they could have drawn it out they rushed it too much 
Yeah, it kind of, it kind of, it always felt like that to me. <laughs> like, oh, sure. Well, it felt like they rushed it all along to me. I, I like the idea of the premise and magic yeah. and and that, but I always felt like they were throwing everything in the kitchen sink into into each episode. I don't right. need a new fantasy character every episode. Right? Can you not like round out some of the ones you've introduced already? Exactly. Yeah, like where you'd get just where you get like Jack and the Beanstalk for, you know, a part of an episode mm-hmm. or, you know, something like that where they just kind of toss in another another character. Yeah, that that starts to get just because you end up with uh, so many of them and you know that some of them are going to come back and stuff and but you don't get a whole lot about, you know, any one of them, uh, you know, because there's still that whole. You know, there's still the whole Mulan and all these other characters that, mm-hmm. they, that they that they brought in, but now have been, you know, since you know Emma and the rest of them got back to Storybrooke, you know that that side of the story is kind of gone a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so it it kind of it kind of makes it feel a little bit more choppy in the in the storytelling, but yet I still like I said the way they do tell the story, where they go and in this story they drop that the whole reason for the curse was because the the seer predicted that this is what needed to happen for him to get his son back. Uh, you know, that it, it would take a long time. And so, you know, that's kind of an interesting big story point that they've, that they've put in, that the whole reason that he manipulated the curse into being in the first place and, mm-hmm. and it was all you know, all to get back to his son, but yet, you know, all the things that he's done in, in the meantime, uh, it, you know, that, that type of stuff is, is interesting to me when they go back and fill in story points like that. Well, well, and, and maybe when it's all said and done after five years or six years or whatever, it may be one of those shows that as a whole is a great show and I'll go back and watch it on DVD or something. As I've been known to do on many yeah, occasions, um, because it's the best way to watch a TV show. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Here's and, okay. So, and, go ahead. I was just going to move on because I wanted to complain about revenge a little bit, mm-hmm. but um, mm-hmm. I think that's where we all might be. <laughs> um, so, moving on to another show on Sunday nights that is pretty close to getting kicked out, Revenge. Season 2, episode 14, Sacrifice. Good lord. I mean, shows go off the rails. Like, shows go off the rails. I get it. But I have fast-forward watched the past five episodes just to kind of see what happens at the end. And I can still tell you what happened in each episode. Like, I don't even need to... I'm I'm literally watching it on, like, fast. I I just... mm. Like it's a soap opera, right? Yeah. I, well, it, it definitely is a soap opera, but they made it seem like, though, with all the events of this episode, that it gets it gets Emily completely back on the revenge path. Like they say that like every week. Yeah, you know, but <laughs> but maybe she does become more focused, and the show gets back to being more about taking. Uh, you know, where you get some takedowns and stuff like that at working yeah. towards uh, something. Um, I I still think they need to do something with this initiative thing or whatever. 
it's still so shadowy that like you're you don't totally know i mean they're doing things to manipulate markets and stuff like that and that's how they make you know they're making lots of money and stuff like that sure but it's still so you know shadowy weird that you know that it almost is that they can just do anything with that now and it it just seems like too much uh cuz originally the show was was interesting when it was uh you know her going after this family yeah but then the, you know they sort of put this giant thing that made the family you know do it you know they they chose to to go that you know that route to be a part of it uh i don't i don't know it it still interests me i i i wasn't shocked that jack you know, wasn't the one floating in, yeah, in the either. boat. Oh, no, they and, would never kill him off. You're not going to kill uh, the main love. And, I mean, they even show you at the beginning of the episode when the guy peeks out of the closet, he puts his, you know, he he puts his hand up there and you clearly see that he has a wedding ring on as well. So that, and they've already showed you that it's somebody with a wedding ring on. And right. so... It, from then on, you knew for sure that it was going to be, it wasn't going to be Jack. Um, but, uh, I don't know the, having the, you know, the fake Amanda die was, I'm so happy about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but how unhappy are you that Declan is still alive? It's true. It's true. Like, it was supposed, to be, he was supposed to be dead. And Charlotte uh-huh. and fake Emily or real Emily, fake Amanda. I just, oh, I just. I don't so is the know. guy in the closet Uncle Cooper? Yes. You know? Okay. I figured. I haven't watched it for a while, but yeah, just... yeah. He's the one who he like hid out in the boat because Grayson hired him to kill Amanda, fake Amanda, and then so he hid out on their boat during their honeymoon. And then shot Jack, who is clearly not like Jack's in surgery now on the show. Like he's not going to die. They're not going to kill him. You cannot kill the end game <laughs> yeah, love interest. They, of exactly. Yeah, they can't kill Emily's they kill final the happy ending. They can't kill him. Exactly. Oh, Sammy. When Sammy died, I was oh. devastated. Oh God. Yeah, but that dog was so old in the storyline. <laughs> in real dog years, he yeah. had to be, what, 20-something? Yeah. He was like, it was amazing he still walked on the beach. Exactly. Oh, my God. But he was cute. He was cute. I don't know. I just feel like the show, maybe focusing it and getting her back on the mission and getting her back on taking people down will... Because now the Graysons are coming together. They're all, like... They're all being nefarious together, Conrad and Daniel and what's her name? Yeah, the, the, now, yeah. I mean, Daniel's been complicit. You know, once he's known some of this stuff, he's, you know, he stayed on board yeah. with some of that stuff, too. But now with that final scene, you know, that he was like, OK, with them planting evidence to point at at fake Amanda, you know, right. to as the person that uh, had done something and. That he was, you know, pretty much on board with that. That, you know, he's he's pretty much, you've pretty much put him in the unredeemable category right, now. Exactly. Yeah. Because then, and I think they needed to do that. They needed to do it in a way that Daniel, because I think that she still was starting to like fall for Daniel, or like have feelings for Daniel that she didn't expect. 
So by making him irredeemable, it gets the, you know, it gets her, you don't have fans really rooting for it anymore. It gets her back on the Jack track. Yeah. And the only way that she would have ended up with Jack was if fake Amanda died. Like, she was never going to try and, like, she was so resigned to the fact that she had lost him, she was never going to lose him, or she was never going to steal him from fake Amanda. Um, Now that she's dead, I think that's the only real option. I don't know. I just, I wish the show was the the show that it was. They need to reel, like you said, they need to reel it back in from this big, shadowy, bad thing and pull it more in. Was it, was it because maybe Amanda was killing off too many of the people in this core group? That they need right? to find, I think <laughs> they're trying to get in, you know, or get in with the initiative or find out more about it. I think what needs to happen here at the rest of the season is they need to find out what that is. Right. There needs to be, there needs to be some definition to what the initiative is and, and more about like who, you know, who are a part of it and, and stuff so that there's, it's more concrete. Yeah, so yeah. there it, there could be a future goal of taking more of these people down, you know, or and and stuff, and you know that know. you can that you continue to find out, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, more about about this, so that it it so that she can focus on something, so that she can have a you know a renewed goal of of uh, of going after these people. Um, so yeah, cause, cause like right now it all ends up being sort of lucky in yeah. some of the other things it, that were happening that fake Amanda end up, ends up dying. Everything's a contingency plan right now that she's trying to come back from. Yeah. It, it always seemed even in the beginning of the season, you know, like it starts, you know, like some eight months later or something like that, <laughs> but it didn't seem like she really came back with a plan. Like, right. Like before, there was like a huge plan in place uh, when the series started of what she was trying to do. And, of course, she finds out more by the end of the season that there was something bigger behind it and and stuff like that. But she goes away and comes back. But there's not the plan. It seems so happenstance sort of a plan. It didn't seem like she had spent eight months planning on how to get uh, everything seems to be like off the cuff and and as they you know not really part of uh you know because they spent not the working first season showing how like meticulous she was and how she needed everything to go according to this plan and then and suddenly it seemed, yeah and it seemed like a little bit earlier this season that they had reverted back to when she tried to get in with daniel and stuff that they had started to put more of a plan together yeah and it, well, you know, maybe with fake Amanda gone, it, some of the side things will be uh, gone, and you know there'll be less other fires to put out while yeah while trying to execute a a plan. We shall see. I don't know. It's like I'm kind of I don't trust them anymore. I don't know. We'll see. Revenge. You're on thin ice. You're on fast forwarding thin <laughs> ice. Well, now we can move on to the best show on Sunday night. We can yes. move on to the best show on Sunday night. Uh, I have to admit to everybody that, and I'm sure you've heard me say this before, but I was not in love with The Good Wife when it first premiered. I thought it was a great show. I almost was kind of re... Oh, let me talk about it. The Good Wife Season 4, Episode 14, Red Team slash Blue Team. I was not 
as obsessed with it or as in love with it as people were because I kind of, I don't know if I was revolting and it's not, is it revolting? You're having a revolution against it because I, I felt like it was getting more credit than it was due. But good Lord, this show is so smart. Does surprise me. It has some of the best acting on TV. Like half the stuff I don't see coming. And that's oh, surprising I agree. You're for a legal drama. Like a legal show like this there's not supposed to really be like surprises. But yeah, but all the a lot of the stuff they set up in this episode, like having you know, sort of interesting, you know, where they've had her and Carrie have gotten much closer now, you know, since they've been sharing an office right. and stuff, and that they, you know, developed this plan with the other fourth years to that had been offered partnership to try and, you know, mess with the people that had now taken it away. But yet it re, it reverts back to now they're only going to offer one of them. But when they offer it to one of you, you you know, do you stand with the other ones? Because if you say no, they're just going to go to the next one. Right. And and having and having talked to those other people, you know, maybe Carrie doesn't, but maybe obviously one of those other three is going to. Uh, if it you know if it were to get to them. But uh, all I could think of in the episode was how awesome <laughs> would a f- would those two if they <laughs> if they teamed up and started? I know. I think that's where it's going to go because I, I think I think that Flor what's his name Peter's not going to win. I think that they're not going to need her like they say that they need her now that her husband's going to be governor. And I just think it would be so awesome and change the show in such a great way that if Carrie and Alicia had a firm, Peter could work there. Elspeth Tassioni could work there, who is my favorite character that <laughs> ever existed. And Eli. And Eli. I love the Elspeth character. That oh, God. So Elspeth. great that she accepts the biscotti, but yet when the guy does something, she's like, she can't even, she like gives the she gives it back like she's like I don't want anything from you that you would do oh my god <laughs> that you would that... do something like that and she's like so beside herself she's what like... I love so much about her with Eli is that Alan Cumming is like a he's a weird dude and like he needs to be playing the quirk and we've kind of gotten away from that we've seen him just kind of be this guy who's worried about what's going on but with Elspeth Tassioni the two of them together good heavens they're incredible i just i can't i can't be without them i love them and i you know i like the twist of them getting the accordion guy on their right. own on their own wiretap i that's one of the things i was talking about like i had no you see him going and i thought for sure because he doesn't like tr next character that this is where it was going he was gonna go try and get jordan to do something then he walks in and he's there's hamish link later and they're going to try and get this guy instead. And it's not something I expected. And it was handled so, like it was just done effortlessly by the two of them. I thought it was genius. I love Kyle McLaughlin in the episode. Like the show does guest stars like no other. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I know it makes you excited talk- to see who's going to be next. We didn't even talk about the fact that that screaming match led to an amazing kiss. Between- <gasps> yes. Oh my God. I mean, and her I'm, being so okay. flustered that she just leaves oh the gosh, building with like, <laughs> her like, This was wrong. This was wrong. You shouldn't have done this. As so she's walking away, like and she just so like weird. leaves her purse and everything behind and just leaves. Yeah. 
incredible. I just, and that's another thing. If she does branch out on her own, I feel like they could reopen that idea of them exploring a relationship because it wouldn't be weird. She wouldn't be dating her boss. And I just, there's so many places it could go. And I feel like the show's ratings aren't great. And it really bums me out because it's a show that, that I feel like people need to be watching. There, there are some fantastic work being done on the show, writing, acting, yeah. guest starring. And everything revolves around something like this mock trial case over a thief energy drink. There, everything is, everything that takes place is there's something out there, you know, now, uh, it's almost, you know, like a Law and Order rip from the headlines, but it's not some salacious murder. Right. It's these, exactly. It's all these different, uh, you know, big business cases and you know, or technology cases, and they're all, they're all very interesting on their own right. Yeah. And but then, in the mock trial, seeing, uh, you know, Carrie and Alicia work together. And going up against, you know, basically their bosses and just like wiping the floor with them was, yeah. you know, was. Well, and if that didn't scare Will and what's her face, they Diane. should be scared. Diane, they should be yeah. scared because Carrie and Alicia are good. It really. Yeah, I exactly. just hope that this doesn't put too much of a wedge between the relationship that had been repaired there. I agree. Uh, that, I hope the same thing. You know, that because uh, that would be. And I that think, would be disappointing, especially if it lasted more than a little bit. I almost think that it won't because I don't you think I Carrie's like, a better person now? I do. I and hope I feel so. Like, like she told him she didn't surprise him with it. Like she was like, I'm going to take it, Carrie. And, and he was sad about it and he was resigned about it. But he also I think he totally understands. Like he would have taken it. too. If they he would have done. Like, I think it was one of those things where like if he had been offered it. He would have absolutely taken it, and I still feel like they're still going to work towards the future, and I just, I can't wait to see what happens. I really can't. It's rare that a drama like that, like a, because a, for all intents and purposes, it is a procedural. It's mm-hmm. rare that a show like that keeps me on the edge of my seat, like, wondering what's going to happen But next. there's so much character stuff around yeah. the case that again, like there's the an, another difference between you know like a Law and Order, where they had detectives and lawyers, but you didn't, you know, even after long periods of time, you barely learned anything right about right. about them as people. It was it was them as you know their their law philosophy or you know whatever you I mean, might talk know about or guest stars. John Noble's coming to Fringe, like. I mean, from from Fringe to The Good Wife. Like, How excited think, are you about that? I, I mean, he's amazing. And T.R. Knight, I thought, I think T.R. Knight has been incredible. He's not really given a lot to do, but he's so exactly what like. But it also shows that he's that he's more than like the George character because it's you know a completely different type of exactly of character, exactly. you know, than he played on Grey's Anatomy. I just. I love it. I love The Good Wife, everybody, and I think you all think yeah, it's you need to be as well. Just the 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 writing of the the show, the the topics that they cover, and then the character moments that they give a, a very large cast, and then yeah. and then when they bring get the you know the guest stars on, they don't get shortchanged, and uh, and since it's not like a who necessarily a who did it 
type of you know murder right. mystery. There's how this how something plays out or what this character is going to be like. Uh, it's you know it's not like you know they're going to be the murderer type exactly. of cases and stuff. And so there it, there's more interest in in the in these characters that they develop that way. Uh, in, you know in the in the characters that they bring on that are like the heads of these companies or the people being, uh, you know, sued or, or whatever, you know, those are the, they bring a lot of people (laughs) that play interesting characters. And then they have some of those they have as recurring characters, you know, like the Mm -hmm. chum hum guy, they've brought back a couple of times. And then the Lamont Bishop, Lamont Bishop and Dylan Baker's character is genius. Like what I love too, though, is that they also get a lot of character out of recurring judges and recurring lawyers like we get more story it it isn't about the case so to speak it's about who's defending it or why they're defending it that doesn't become like you said like a who done it it doesn't it's not like that it's about these people and i just oh i could go on forever well everybody is everybody is outlined so strongly that like you get a feel for who this judge is you know based on the way he acts and the way, you know, the quirks that he has and, and stuff yeah. like that. It, uh, it kind of reminds me like a Dennis little O'Hare's bit judge? of, Oh my God, he's genius. Well, it kind of reminds me a little bit of like, uh, back in the days of private practice where, you know, they had yes. recurring judges and stuff like that, that you, you kind of felt like you got to know them as well. Do you mean the practice? Yeah. The practice. I said the private pra- practice. Oh, no, a season I, of the practice where there was yeah, lawyers. The private practice just ended. And I, that was I a doctor show. About, <laughs> yeah, I meant the practice. But no, I get you because you did get to know those judges, and I just love that. But so, they, you know, but they were quirky, and they had, you know, they had their own, and and they went up against them multiple times. Yeah. Uh, so you got to, yeah, you, know, you you got to learn a little bit about them. So try, take it from me, people. You can learn to love the good wife as much as I do. Um, so that is our prime time for this week. Talking about Survivor, Top Chef, and the Amazing Race in our reality check this week. Okay, so Survivor is a fans versus favorites. And I don't know that they can really call it fans versus favorites because Philip was never a favorite. I think the man is absolutely insane. I agree. Um, wears crazy underpants. Oh my god, he still has his pink underwear on. Like, I just... Oh my god. And then you've got Russell's little nephew, and then you've got... Like, I like Cochran. I I wouldn't mind seeing Cochran come back and win it. That Corinne is... She was just so mean to Sugar when she was on our show. I don't know if I want to see her stay. I like Dawn. Like, I like them. And it's good. Do you like any of the fans? Not so far. Me neither. They all deserve to just drown in the ocean yeah they're just exactly. awful they're all and they're making for fans of the show which granted last season was the only season that i've ever watched all the way to the end because i love malcolm and i love denise right and i'm glad malcolm's back but i usually watch like the first three or four and then when my favorite gets kicked off i quit watching but but even me who is not a super fan of the show can see they're making huge mistakes right? just from the right. get-go. So exactly. they deserve what they get. They lucked out and, and, you know, won that first challenge and didn't have to eliminate anybody, but I don't see that happening yeah. every week. They'll turn on each other and it'll be just chum in the water. I can't wait. I know. It's going to be good. Um, so I just, I don't know. I don't love... 
I don't love all the fan all the favorites. Like you said, I don't love the fans, but I am glad Malcolm's back. I am glad, um, th- and I'm glad that nobody knows how Malcolm plays. I love that. I love it because they, they kind of get to like, I don't know, they can be gets, scared of him. But I mean, they've got such a wide variety from this yeah. whole favorites team that the per- first person kicked off and people that have made it t- towards the end. He's just going to fall somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And he's so likable. I think he has a really good social game, and I think he'll do well. I mean, um, definitely, definitely just physically, he's good. Yeah, exactly. So and I hope he does well, because I was yeah. so upset when he didn't win. Yeah. Because I loved him. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, so that's Survivor. Let's talk about the Top Chef. Okay. What is going to happen now? With Last Chance Kitchen. So, okay. We have left, who? Brooke and Sheldon, right? They're in the... Well, no, they're not in the finale. They're in, like, the part one, right? Right. Because we still need to figure out who's coming back from from Top Chef Last Last Chance Kitchen. Which which will be... Either Kristen Kristen. or Lizzie, or does Josh get a chance? I think Josh is out. Josh is already out, because I watched the Last Chance Kitchen. He... He's already out. So it's so now we have Kristen, Kristen, which I'm fine with either one of them coming back. I am too. Kristen, I thought, got a bad rap in the beginning. Not a bad rap. She was kicked off too early. Instead of Josie. Instead of Josie. Oh, God. And I think it would be great too if Lizzie came back because she's only been out a few. Like two, I think. Yeah, for a couple competitions. And so she's still like, you know. Right, so, so I'm fine with either one, because I agree yeah. with you. I think it would be really horrible if somebody that got kicked off, you know, 10 shows ago gets to come back in the finale. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. I I don't love the idea of this Last Chance Kitchen. and I Part of me does, and part of me doesn't. I think if Kristen gets to come back, I will love it. Yeah. Well, but I, but either way, like you, with Lizzie or Kristen, I think they, I don't think Lizzie got a bad rap, really. Yeah. Except for I wasn't a big fan of Josh, so I'd be yeah. fine with her coming back. Yes, agreed. So that's Top Chef. We'll see what happens. I really have no idea what's going to happen, mm-hmm. so it should be intriguing. And then we have The Amazing Race, which a lot of times Ray and I get into conversations about The Amazing Race because people just seem really dumb. <laughs> yes. And I just wanted to say... Shut up, you big babies. Yeah. I'm like, it's I the first round, and man, they were just, oh, yeah. it's so hot. And, uh, yeah. Really? I, uh, Suck it up. Dig. I, my thing about that thing, I don't love, um, so, uh, what's the word, a challenge or something like that that's going to, that's really, like, luck of the draw. I don't love that. Like, I still go back to that season where Paige and her brother had to do the bales of hay. Mm-hmm. And where they had to find that little flag thing. And then they couldn't find it. So they were eliminated like in the hay fields Yeah, because they just couldn't find it. it. I don't love something like that. So I didn't love the idea that they were going to have, there was not like a real athletic competition to the sandcastle thing. But I just, I don't like when people take a penalty like that. Well, a, I've always wondered why people don't do that more often. It's true. Because I'm sorry if you're if you've spent five hours on the beach, a you're doing something wrong, right? Or b you're just doing something wrong. The other thing, a friend of mine and I were talking about this. 
that kind of challenge, you know, there's always going to be a challenge where it is excruciatingly hot and you are in the sun. Most of the time it's both team members, but why didn't their team, their other team member stand and shade them? That's a very good they question. Were, they were standing there like talking to them. I'm like, hold a bottle of water, stand so that the sun is not shining directly on their yeah. bald heads. No hats, anybody? Yeah. You, you know, I mean, yeah, they haven't been to Bora Bora before, but they go to sunny places. Exactly. You know, at exactly. least have a bandana to wrap around your head. I don't know. I, it and just that's the thing, like, too. If they had taken the penalty earlier, like, mm-hmm. say they were like, I can't do this for another. Like, say they do it for an hour. It's just too long. Even mm-hmm. if they had taken the penalty and gotten a four-hour delay, like, they still then are beating the people that were, you trying know. Trying to finish the task. Trying to finish it. I don't know. I just, I I don't, like, I don't hate any of the teams yet. I don't, I don't feel like we've spent enough time with anybody specifically right. to really dislike them. I don't mind who went home because I didn't, I don't know. I felt like they were going to be, I don't know. I don't, I don't mind it. I just. I have I, more problems with the casting of the show in general than I do with anybody that's necessarily been cast. Yeah, I don't. I don't like that that they're playing into certain stereotypes because there's always a team from the south that they play to be the stupid team, right? You know, right. and there's always like the gay team, and there's always like the annoying gee, another annoying twin team this year, right? <laughs> so, exactly. I I don't know. Yeah, you have like what the great thing about Survivor in the beginning and the Amazing Race in the beginning. Now we're in like the 25th season. In the beginning. It was like all these new people that weren't in like a cliche yet. Yeah. And now they've just gotten to the point where they need to have the annoying blonde girl and her rude but supportive husband or boyfriend. It's like, just look for people that you think will be fun, not necessarily people that we've seen before. Right. Which is why I want my parents to be on them. Amazing race. My parents would kill each other if they were on that competition together. Um, I know for a fact. My parents might kill each other, but it would be really funny. <laughs> Actually, I, my brother and I have talked about doing it, and, like, he and I, we yell and scream at each other, but then, like, two seconds later, literally, we'll be like, just, we'll crack a joke. We'll laugh at each other, because we have a relationship that, we're yeah, we fight. We're brother and sister, but mm-hmm. a lot of times we realize that, like, it's just so dumb so I think it would be all, I think we would be hilarious because it would be a lot of making fun of each other. We'd be the judgmental people there making fun of other people. I'll say it right now. And we, <laughs> and you would like, U-turn any chance you got. We would U-turn any chance we got. I, I don't care. And um, I don't know. It just would be more fun to watch than people we've seen before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. So, so that is my take on our take on reality for the week. Let us know your thoughts. What are you watching? What reality shows are you watching, folks? Um, Oh, can I just say something about Project Runway this year? Absolutely. This season, the team idea, I think, is brilliant. It has made this show that used to be kind of boring and weird is now fun again. Yeah, they've gone away from being fun, I think, in the past. Yeah, because now the fact that to... To guarantee that you're not in the the section that gets eliminated, you have to work together as a team. And the people that are not working with the team are the ones that are actually doing the worst and getting eliminated. So, which is good. Right, which is making it now 
there's not anybody really to hate. You're pulling for everybody and they're just creating some absolutely beautiful things. Just beautiful. Yeah. So, so I'm amazed by it and, and I'm very happy that they, they did this little, what turn, you know, is usually such a horrible episode when they do random team challenges. The fact that they're doing it every week has made it not be horrible. I don't know, maybe. Yeah. It was difficult to watch at first just because the team challenges are usually awful. Like the creations that they make are awful. <laughs> but like this last week was the um, the unconventional challenge where they used okay. the hardware store and the flowers. They went to the hardware store and the, the flower shop and there was no losing team. Mm. There nobody's nobody's was so bad that the, they both, there was one that was better than the other, but they both had, and I think they sent the right person home probably. So, but none of oh, them excellent. were nasty. So yeah, so, so it's I great. Mean, maybe I'll actually, I have the, rec- I have a recording, you know, but I don't, um, I haven't watched the season yet. So maybe I'll catch up and we'll see. It's good. They've got some good people on there and they're, they have a lot of people now that do, um, upcycling, you know, where they take yeah. old things and make them new or, or, or bring them into a more current design. So for me, it makes it a lot more interesting that they're not just, you know, creating something out of $40 worth of fabric. How's Zach Posen? I kind of like him. I mean, yeah. I love, you know, I love what's his face, but he's kind of funny in, in, not quite so mean a way, maybe. Oh, and, gotcha. oh, the man repeller was one of the judges this last week. It was Bette Midler and the man repeller. Love it. So she was she was fun. She didn't get to say a lot, but I thought that was a good person to have as a judge on this challenge. Yeah. Since she wears such cool. weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. So I'll go back and check in on Project Runway and, and see how we feel about that. Um, that's our show for the day, for the week. What you don't have any TVT some TV? Oh, do we talk? Pick? I didn't even look There's at the TV on DVDs. Is there nothing of? Is there nothing coming out? <laughs> um, I refuse to pick a cartoon. Um, well, <laughs> let me look and see what I will. Hang on. Is this for what date? February what? Eighteenth. Mm, February. No, for the following I, week. February twenty sixth. Yeah. Oh. oh yeah. Though I will say this, I do love the client list. Which is coming out first season, so you should buy that. Um, and Rocco's Modern Life, the complete series. I I was a huge fan of Rocco's Modern Life, and I still sometimes <laughs> sing the theme song all the time. No, um, but yeah, I don't think there's anything you need to run out and get right now. I like oh. that you sometimes sing it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's my life. Thank you, Patty. I had fun. Thank you for having we me. We had fun with you. It's nice to be able to chat with you. Otherwise, not through just comments and Twitters and all <laughs> and Instagram. And Instagram, yes. Um, oh my God, that picture I posted of my dad. Uh, so we're, <laughs> we're I just have to give some backstory. I posted a picture of my dad to Instagram, and I said to him, "Dad, are you feeling okay? You look really tired." And he got really <laughs> mad at me. And his response was, "Anna Marie, I've looked tired since I was three years old." I remember that picture. <laughs> so I had to post it, and just plain old Glenn, being plain old Glenn, he's the best. So yeah, so thank you, Patty. Next week we are back with our spring TV preview, and Jason has decided to allow me and Kurt 
on the same Yay! Um, Kurt from ShowPatrolTV.com. Everybody knows Kurt Wagner. We love Kurt. Um, Kurt. And Kurt and I are going to be on the same episode, and I can't guarantee it won't be a train wreck. But we'll see what happens. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Um, But no, so we're going to talk about um, spring TV, what's coming, what's coming back, what's new, blah, 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 blah. And everything I need to watch. And everything you need to watch and everything you don't need to watch. Parentheses, any new ABC comedy and or drama except Red Widow. Which looks really good. I was just seeing, I saw somebody say something about how um, a lot of times like preview stuff and the way that, like I think it was Matt Medovich, he just said how like ABC's seduction, like seduction, 666 Park Avenue was not a good way um, to kind of premiere it or to preview it. But that Red Widow is actually doing a really good job because it's not giving away too much. No, but it's advertising it in a way that you go that that it makes you want to find out what went wrong that he's talking about in the video. And, you know, yeah, it it does sound intriguing just from, you know, a 30 second spot, which exactly exactly given how stuff is advertised these days is pretty impressive. Yeah. So talk about that, because to me, it almost feels like 24 and I think Robin Mitchell's awesome, so I'm really excited yeah. to talk about that. So yeah, so that's our spring preview for next week, and our music today was provided by IODA Promonet. The song is "TV Party" from the Asylum Street Bankers, Bankers from their Mercury title, <laughs> put out by Yellow Dog Records. Which for a minute I didn't think I was going to get through because I thought for sure that Asylum Street Bankers was not their name. <laughs> um, I was saying it along with. Only Patty's the hundred thirtieth like, time you said it, but so yeah. So let us know your thoughts on our show, and that's that's that with that. Then, speaking of Anson Mount, do you guys remember the show in the Line of Fire with David Paymer and how his line was always "That's that with that." Then, I loved that show, and it was. <laughs> I was really sad to see that show go. Anyway, um, man, David Russell and Jennifer Lawrence really, really like to work with each other. Um, I just saw a post that she's doing a fourth movie with him. Anyway. Um, and that was Bradley Inside Cooper the in? Mind of Amory. And that was Inside the Mind of Amory. Uh, it's crazy out there. Or in there. Or in there. Word. Uh, yay. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Good to talk to you guys. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. We sit glued to the TV set all night. And every night. Why go into the outside world at all? We got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of brews.